please close your eyes and take this journey with me. The year is 1942. You're a Jewish child, no older than the age of five. You could hardly think because all you could focus on is trying to keep your body warm. You are huddled together with your seven brothers and sisters, all gathered around the only heat source and light source, a single candle in the room. Frozen in fear, you are still trying to grasp the horrific sight you just witnessed, the violent killing of your mother and your father. Their lifeless frozen bodies still lay outside the door with bullet holes in each of their heads. You let out a slight whimper, but you are quickly shushed by your eldest sibling. She is only 16 years old. Waves of pain hit your stomach from malnutrition. You could hardly open your eyes because of the icicles that dangle from your lashes. Outside of the, your apartment house the sounds of a fierce Polish winter. You begin to slip out of consciousness, but you are jolted awake by the loud pounding on the door. All you could think is that your neck's on the German kill list. A note slips under the door that captures my attention. Your eldest sibling shuffles over to the note, and she looks up with a puzzled look. She hands us the note, and to my surprise it reads, Do not be afraid, you are safe now. Hang tight, and you will be safe soon. Irina Sudler Hello everybody, and welcome to Podcast with Ryan Doty. I am Ryan Doty, and this is our first podcast, and I'm glad you're here to join us. So today, as you may know already, we are studying the Holocaust and the Dangerous Life of Irina Settler. Let's begin with a little bit of background, shall we? So the Holocaust, as most people know, was the most horrific times in our world's history. It started in 1941 and ended in May 8th, 1945. From start to finish, around two-thirds of the European Jewish population was wiped off the map. This consisted of about six million Jews. During this time, Germany was in a very weakened state. They were hurting financially and morally. Hitler, a tyrannical, manipulative leader, eventually rose up and used the Jews as a stepping stool to get into power. He blamed the Jews for all the hardships in Germany. They were seen as an inferior race. The Germans ransacked Jewish towns, burned synagogues, and destroyed businesses. This was just the beginning. As the war progressed, Jews in and around German territories were relocated to concentration camps. Here, they were worked to the bone and hardly fed. Thousands of Jews were perishing by the day. And to keep up with the excessive death count, the Germans dug mass graves to get rid of the countless bodies. As the Allied forces began invading Germany, these concentration camps turned into death camps. Jews were killed in the masses by the use of gas chambers and firing squads. As more German territory was seized, the Allied forces, by the Allied forces, these death camps were overrun and the surviving Jews were liberated. Amidst the horrors of the Holocaust, there were a few kind-hearted people that sacrificed their lives to help the cause. One of these people was a woman named Irina Sedler. Sedler was born in Ottwalk, Poland. Excuse me if I mispronounced that. And this was a city right outside the lowest, Jukul, the lowest Jewish ghetto. Her father was a doctor who devoted his life to taking care of sick Jews. In 1928, she attended the University of Warsaw. There, she studied Polish law and government. This is where her concern for Jewish citizens first began. 
1931, she married her husband. Sorry if I misunderstand this again or mispronounce it. My Zick Slaw Sedler. He was an assistant in the philosophy department at the university she attended. Ironically enough, he spent five and a half years at a German prison camp during the war. When she graduated, she sought to work in the Polish legal department. She took up jobs of a social worker, psych psychotherapist, and oddly enough, a sex therapist. When the war broke out, Jewish discrimination started. All her practices were shut down and she was left unemployed. She began to focus all of her time towards the ending of Jewish oppression. Although Sadler was not moved to the ghetto, she still visited the Warsaw Ghetto and routinely gave her friends clothing, food, and money. She did not always take the legal, the legal routes, as you can see. On one of her visits to the ghetto, she stated, and I quote, The basis for providing social warfare was a background survey. The idea to fake these surveys so we could write some random Polish username, and thus we got money or clothing. In August 1943, Sedler took over the children's department of Zegoda. This was an organization that aided the Jews. It provided them a place to hide and gave them money to those who need, in need. In September, her organization, her underground organization, was discovered, and she was under arrest and sent to a, sent to, Paewak Prison, in Warsaw, Poland. This was a well-known prison. It was one of the most feared buildings in Warsaw. There were plenty of Jewish accounts telling the horrors that went on in there. As a result of bribery, Sedler was released from prison. To no one's surprise, she resumed her duty to the Jewish people. After pulling some strings, Sedler eventually gained legal access to the ghettos. After her prolonged time spent in the relocated Jewish villages, she witnessed firsthand the horrors that occurred there. She finally snapped and decided to go and decided she was going to devote her life to helping the Jewish children escape and start a fresh life outside of the ghettos. Everyone was devoted to the cause. Children were being smuggled out in every way possible, including ambulances, body bags. It was even reported that a man smuggled a baby out in his toolbox. In total, 2,500 children were delivered from the ghetto and given temporarily new identities. Settler was sent most of the children to religious communities and orphanages. Eventually, the Nazis became aware of Settler's crimes, and she was taken into custody. They, brought, they brutally tortured her and broke both of her legs. Through all the pain, she never told where the missing children were located. The Nazis finally gave up and sentenced her to death. Although days before her death date, a member of Zagoda bribed one of the Germans to stop the execution. During the short window of time, Sedler escaped from prison and fled to safety. In the end, Irina Sedler never wanted to be called a hero for her actions. She passed away in 2008 at age, at age of 98. On her deathbed, she said, we all, have to, we all have to ask ourselves, what would I have done? I agree with Wadslaw Barfo Skinzi, one of the organizers of Zygota, who said, only the dead have done enough. After her death, she was honored by many international Jewish organizations, and in 1991, she became an honor honorary citizen of Israel. Thank you for watching, and please tune in to our next episode. Thank you.